that he throws her on the floor, puts chains around her. She has a dog collar on her. Welcome, everybody, to Talk Murder to Me on this day, Saturday, July 14th, 2018. Which will not be the day that we oh, publish shit. it. So. I thought it was Wednesday. No, no, it's Saturday. Although we do need to determine our next recording day. Um, I think I can do Wednesday. Okay, so tonight we got a special like guest. So introduce this uh, Nicole's Can I friend. introduce my special guest, Tizzy? Sure. Woo. Tizzy may have may or may not have been referenced in previous podcast episodes, but one of our rules is Wait, we go over the rules later. Well, it or, to correlate with one of our rules, we're not allowed to talk about specific friends, so we'll just like be very vague about it. No, so. you can the, a guest you obviously Yeah, talk but about no, 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 talking I'm saying, about friends unless I'm saying it's a like from in, in previous episodes Tissy may have been in some like referenced stories. So oh, yeah. Tissy and I went to college together, but most importantly, we spent a year in Belgium together. And we're going back in two weeks. That's right. Which is very let, exciting. Let the shenanigans commence. <laughs> Welcome, Tissy. Thank you. I'm Welcome, so Welcome, Tissy. Tell I'm us a about big yourself. Fan. Oh goodness. Um, well, I'm from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, and I am down south for the summer because I'm going to grad school in the fall. Nice. Where are you going to grad school? University of Pittsburgh. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, so I start that after we get back from Belgium. Jen, tell us about our drink. All right. Tonight's drink um, is a Jen Collins special. Um, I had to do a little bit of digging to to try to pull something together for this. It's not much you can do with motocross. You know, we could have done right. a sidecar, take but a that's sip. like a shot. Um, mm. But do people actually do motocross? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, then it dawned on me that Monster Energy Drink is a, one of the sponsors of motocross and dirt biking and all that jazz. So um, this week's episode features... Um, Blue Monster, like the zero, zero 01 with no sugar, Mango Monster, um, Hypnotic mm. Liquor, and uh, Mango Pineapple Vodka. Oh, wow. That's really good. Oh, yeah. Wait, what is Hypnotic? It's a liquor. It's a mixture of vodka. <laughs> Tissy's face. You have to just make descriptions, Tissy. So you can... Uh, Do you like it? Yeah, <laughs> this I really, is amazing. Thank you, thank you. This is uh, this is a uh, Jen Collins special number one, and we're going to mm. put this recipe on the website. I promise. And Instagram, apparently, we're getting an Instagram. Yeah. people. Instagram Woo-hoo! is going to maybe be up, <laughs> so you can find the recipe. Nicole's taking pictures of the drink. That you can take it with your phone. Oh, well, no phone. No. no phones at the table. So we'll put the recipe <laughs> on the website for everyone to enjoy. So Tissy picked out our surprise shot. Can you hand this to John? <laughs> he gets the big one because he's. Wait, wait, wait! We didn't do the. What? Oh. Surprise shots! Surprise shots! That was a new snaps, one. isn't it? All right. Also, doesn't it say? Yeah. We don't know what Ooh, they yeah. are. Okay. Because they're a surprise. Ooh, so, yeah. that was like I loved a, it. An jazzy. Yeah. I liked it. Thanks. I you know I try to come up with something different every week, but it doesn't always happen. That was happen. definitely different. 
Thank you. Tissy, let's see. What uh, you it's a got. really uh, unique shot. You've probably never had it before in your life. Malibu? Malibu. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> good choice. So easy. Definitely. That a, is definitely a good. And it goes well with our, mm-hmm. our hypnotic drink. I was going to try and do vodka because there's tropical. vodka in there. But yeah, whatever. Uh, vodka, rosé, rum. We're making Guys, <laughs> I, I like have we, to say, like, I'm mm. still... I'm still a little shook from our absent episode. Like, yeah, can you explain to our readers, our listeners, what happened? Did you die at the end? <laughs> I listened to it today. Yeah, I kind of did. Let's like, recap but, that, Jim. All right, so basically, um, we drank absinthe because the story, the clue was absinthe. Um, I drank absinthe and beer and champagne. And... Um, Later in the podcast, Hillary found me passed out in front of the bathroom floor. <laughs> Did someone take a picture? Yes, there is a picture floating around out there. Derek has a video. Could oh, oh Derek has it. That's blackmail. Um, this yeah. is what will shoot us into stardom, Jen. Well, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I listened to the absinthe episode the other day when it came out, and I, like, literally, like, felt the effects i was like oh no i like oh barely PTSD make it the episode. from the episode yeah. that's crazy yeah and i that's think I, I think of absinthe and i'm like no no i like literally Jim, we all I felt drank we took shots the same the no i drank more than you because i had what? champagne <laughs> we had champagne to celebrate you kept drinking champagne episode, and i yeah, took but, i took derek champagne that's why we derek do champagne. the rules rule number three we all, we all drink together. together these rules were made for somebody i told you guys this episode is about motocross. Now, I had to think about the hint for a while because I didn't know if I wanted to use it, but it does fit really well. But there's a lot of other hints I could have used. But there's a reason that I decided on this hint as well. So does anyone, first off, want to tell me what you think is going to, the story's about? Eileen Warnos. What? Why would, what does that have to do with? The name of the movie is Monster. What? Oh, because the Monster Energy drink? No. Eileen Warnos, the serial killer lady. Yeah, but I said the hint was motocross. The, yeah, the hint's motocross. Oh. oh. That's way off. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, used Monster in the drink. I, I'm still in modes for like trying to figure out how to even make a drink. Okay, motocross, motocross. Um... Um, let's see. Perhaps someone was on their way to a motocross tournament and got abducted, raped, and killed. Motocross is in (laughs) motor, dirt bikes, dirt bikes, street bikes, all the motocross things. So, what is your guess? Tissy, go ahead. Um, I thought about this already. So, 1990. What? What? Oh, he didn't ask the year like yet. Exact You're jumping date. ahead. You are jumping ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Stay I, in your lane, I special that, guest. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, just a big fan over here. Um, I think I have no idea. I barely. But know 1990. It's like such a 1990 thing, you know, like that movie, that Disney, Disney movie. That's what I, 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 yeah, yeah, I was like, how do I associate the Disney? Is movie it the with Disney this? movie with? Uh, There's a. Was it a girl? The, yeah. The, the brother well, she was breaks like, her leg, and then yeah, she fills in for him. And uh-huh. she, she finally goes out into the ocean, and then and she finds that guy that does the spell. The Hawaiian guy. Moana. Moana, Moana yeah. That one? That's no. not the same. Okay. <laughs> what? 
does that have to do with motocross? I don't it's like an early That's the only movie. Disney's movie. It was I've a Disney seen. Channel original. <laughs> but you liked Moana. I like Moana. Yeah, yeah Moana was great. That was a really good movie. It was. Okay, it's, what's your guess? Um, I think. Um, I think somebody really likes to watch motocross in this story. Are you guys like? <laughs> <laughs> I gave it. You I gave it. Trying. <laughs> I did. I had a whole thing planned out. Tissy even said it was dark. It was dark. Yeah. Do you guys know who Travis Pastrana is? Yes. Okay, did you guys no. see? <laughs> Back up. Okay, hold on. Who's Travis Pastrana? He's, a, He's from MTV. Mm-hmm. No idea. All right, so recently, right? all right, Nicole, have Sounds you like ever it. heard of a guy named Evil Knievel? Yes. Yes. Okay, so a few days ago, Travis Pastrana. Again, who is? He was a biker guy. He, I think there's he's a, a motocross he, guy. He's a Nitro Circus guy. I think there's like an MTV show about him. So. I think you're thinking of Travis Barker. So the, he did three of the Evil Knievel stunts. Recently? Yes, it's a couple days this, ago. This is Evil Knievel though, isn't it? No, this is Travis Pastrana. Oh. He's just wearing an Evil Knievel suit? Yeah. This is Evil Live. It's a dedication to Evil Knievel. That was... So right there he jumped 15 or 16 school buses. That was the that was the um, jump that Evil Knievel almost killed himself. He broke like a hundred bones. So that was the world record, and that just happened a few days ago. He also jumped the Caesar's Palace fountain and something else. That's I can't cool. remember. So anyway, I. So the story is about motocross, and it was really cool because that was also like happening happening at the same time. <laughs> All right, so where are we going, Jen? <laughs> no, actually, special guest, tell me where we're going in the name. world. Mm. Tissy, where are we going for the <laughs> motocross episode? We are going to um, the South or the Midwest. In 1990. The very broad. Pick <laughs> a state. The south um, or the southeast or the north or the northeast. We're going, yeah. I'm going to say Kentucky. Oh, that's a good guess. That is a good guess. And you say 1990? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alabama. Jen, what do you think? Um, I think we're going to Arizona in 19... No, no. Arizona in 2006. Nicole. I was going to say Mississippi, but I'm thinking Spell Alabama. It. Spell Mississippi. M I S S I S S I P P I. Um, I'm going to say Alabama, 1994. My mom actually recommended me this story. Ooh. Oh, love yeah. it! Thanks, so, Mrs. Perry. Okay, is is it inappropriate in any way? Probably not. Uh, it's not like the it, claw episode where you're putting a claw out there. Yep, mm. but it's. Yeah, we keep forgetting that our moms listen to it. Yeah. yeah so. My mom, I told her I was podcasting with you guys, and she yeah. goes, where can I find this? I'm like, mm, 
Nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) They have to text it to you. (laughs) My mom literally would add, like, I finally set it up for her. I know she's never, like, I don't know if, I don't know how often she listens to it, but she would not stop bugging me about it. She's like, Jen, I really want to listen to your podcast. I'm like, "Mm, do you? Are you sure? And they were like, look, oh, can you show me how to download this from iTunes? I'm like, just don't play it now. It's very inappropriate. Let's not. (laughs) All right. The reason my mom told me about this and she was really excited and you know what's sad about this okay i'm not freaking political give two shits but the reason this story as crazy as it is wasn't more widespread was because it was the time of old mr trump and all his shenanigans so this was very recent is very recent. In fact, the latest update Damn. was less than 24 hours ago. What the oh. hell? What? <sighs> so, what? You don't like news stories? No, this we is were breaking de- I just news. I like that there's no ending. All of yeah. us No, there wrong. is an ending. Okay. Oh. There is definitely an ending. Okay. okay. But the, like with the, the green fairy wand. I just want to know who killed the stripper. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I know. didn't even like make it to the. But that story all right? Him. So that epi- all right? So that <laughs> isn't all right. So when you have someone that literally murders and they know for a fact, like that episode, we don't know if he murdered his stripper kitty cat west wife right the reason my mom likes it and she's our biggest fan one of our biggest fans uh, aside from my mom is because <laughs> and my friend, and me, yeah and one of my friends this story actually takes place for us at least about 20 minutes away from where my mom lives really oh we're going up to spartanburg south carolina oh, oh local story remember local when story. you told me you didn't have Dang. an accent yeah <laughs> um so 2003 november 6 a friend Noel, right? Or Noel. We don't know. Or Noel. This is Noel. He walks into one of his favorite spots because he knows and is very good friends with the four people that work there. It's a Superbike Motocross in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Now, Superbike Motocross was started by this guy named Scott Ponder. He's an entrepreneur, and him and his friend Brian got together and... They, they love two things. Well, Scott Ponder did, and he's a family man, wife, all that stuff. He loves making money. And, I mean, he could turn a $5 bill into a $500 bill, right? And he loves motorcycles. So they opened the— What was the other thing he loved? Motorcycles. Oh, okay. Motorcycles, mm-hmm. dirt bikes, <laughs> anything with two money. wheels. Okay. Anything with two wheels he could sell. So they opened the Superbike Motocross in Spartanburg. It was on a busy road, and they were super successful. So is it like a retail chain for like motorcycles and stuff? Yeah, it's like uh, we have one here, Charleston Power Sports, something like that. They, I mean, they probably sell ATVs, dirt bikes, oh, okay. motorcycles, mostly motorcycles, you know. But anything two wheels this guy could sell. And they were doing so well the first year, and this is unheard of. Okay, because my mom, my mom's a businesswoman, she tell you, and your mom is too, Nicole. Like, over a million dollars in sales within the first year. Wow. That is very impressive for any business. So he was super, super successful. So keep that in mind. Okay, so Noel, one of his good friends, walks into the bike, into the shop. He pulls his car in, and immediately he sees Scott laying halfway in the shop and halfway out the shop he 
He's like, what the hell? So before this... Like one of those garage thingies or... Yeah, so picture like... Um, like in an auto body It's shop, like, a, yeah, basically, yes. Yeah. a garage. It's kind of a older building. There's a gate fence and then kind of like a garage thing. So he pulls his car in there and he sees his friend, Scott, laying outside. And then his other friend, Brian, you know, is inside. He gets out of his car. And he's like, what the hell? Because he just called the shop not even 30 minutes ago. And he talked to Scott's mom, Beverly, which was the book t- bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. And they were going, they had tickets to go somewhere. Go ahead, if you need to say something. Just butt in. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> uh, so, you just didn't throw yeah. I just went back to water because so, I'm like, starting to feel it already. <laughs> that, that's the point. I know, so, but don't want to get dehydrated. Oh, mm-hmm. so Noel has some tickets for him. Which proves that they were best friends. This wasn't a customer, you know, business relationship. Noel was there to give him some tickets. And he just called and his mom said, yeah, we'll be here in the shop. Just drop in. Right. Mm-hmm. So he goes there, sees his buddy Scott on the ground, runs over, kicks him because he was like, Shit, I'll just kick your dog. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I literally, She's okay. I do the actions too. Like, she would have moved. <laughs> you have to leave that in. <laughs> Future John, don't delete that. She's fine. So he kicks his buddy Scott. He thought it was a joke. He just called there. They said he thought yeah, he was like pretending to be asleep. Yeah, or just something. just come and drop the tickets off. This is what his mom said. He goes there. Were the tickets for like a motocross show or something? It was like for a band or something. What oh. was his mom doing? Was she inside the shop? Her mom was inside the shop. So he, she didn't know that he was dead outside. Exactly. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, you stop saying what I say. Oh. No. That's one of my favorite words. Allegedly. It works in so many situations. One of my words is... Um, shoot, I can't Nefarious. Nefarious. That's Nefarious. Um, also persnickety Ooh. and um, kerfuffle, kerfuffle, or flibbert gibbet, flibbert gibbet, flabbergasted, flibbert gibbet. What's like the word? word? What's a flibbert gibbet? Yeah, flibbert gibbet. Also plethora. Is I like the word plethora. dilapidated. I don't like plethora because it's really hard to spell. Plethora is not hard to spell. P L E T. Well, why don't we ask our third place spelling bee? Was great. Also, I was the spelling bee. Nicole was a geography bee. That's Don't correct. you pay attention to us? Is flibber, flibbert gibbet. Flibbert. What does it mean? Gibbet. I've never heard that. Me neither. That's because it's, it's mostly just for educated people, like learned people like me. <laughs> flibbert gibbet means a frivolous, flighty, or excessive talkative person. Will you, oh. will you click the... Would, um, would you guys think that, that? I'm a flibbert gibbet... Fliberty gibbet. Fliberty gibbet. Fliberty gibbet. Fliberty gibbet. If you read the pronunciation okay. guideline. Okay, so now, from now on, you guys, if someone talks talks too much, I can be like, Fliberty gibbet. Wow, look at its usage. It really wow. peaked in like the, <laughs> in the, 18, <laughs> in the 1830s. It was a hot word, dude. <laughs> Fliberty gibbet. How did they even determine that? Wow. Yeah. Fliberty gibbet. Fliberty gibbet. How do I get that job of saying words? I'm pretty sure it's a computer, baby. That is not a computer. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Isn't technology amazing? It's terrifying. (laughs) Okay, so he walks in. Scott's laying there. He kicks him. He's like, come on, man. Like, oh, dude, you got me. You got me. You know, he kicks him over a little bit. Don't kick the dog again. And then (laughs) he's like, holy fuck, there's blood everywhere. 
How did he not see that before? He only what, looked on that. He was half inside and half outside. Yeah. Oh. Who would think about it? He he just. Oh my shit! What the hell? It's like blood everywhere. It's on my new Nikes. I just freaking bought these, right? So it's like everywhere. He like frantically runs in. Oh my god! What happened to Scott? Right. Right. Three other people dead. What? Whoa! The mama done. That's Gunshot wounds. Oh. Yeah, her name was Beverly Guy. That's Scott's mother. Dead. Gunshot. Oh, damn, wound. my th- original theory that she did it is gone. Gunshot wounds. Blood everywhere. Brian Lucas, Scott Ponder's business partner, he was like the service manager or whatever. So it was a four, it was a four operation. There's a mechanic, a service manager, and slash co-owner, I believe, of mm-hmm. Scott Ponder. Scott Ponder was the owner. His mom, Beverly, was the bookkeeper. And then the mechanic, his name was Chris Sherbert. Dead. Every one of them. Completely dead. Execution there style. There's there four. Three inside. Scott Ponder... Beverly, his mom, the mechanic, the mechanic, and Chris Sherber, and then his friend Brian Lucas. Oh. There's four the people in the shop. Right. They're always there. If that shop is open, you better fucking believe all four is there. Except this one day, Brian Lucas. This one day, he wasn't supposed to be there, according to his mom, but he had to drop something off. You know. And then he was going to go on vacation with his family. So it was just unfortunate that he was there. Mm-hmm. Now, he's frantic, right? His best friends are dead. His friend's mom is dead. This is in a bike shop. No one's around. And the time that Beverly said to come over, yeah, go ahead, yeah. come over, was like 10 minutes? It took him, it took Noel seven minutes to drive to that place. Hmm. The 911 call, I mean, excuse me, the, the call to his mom happened about 30 minutes and he jumped in the shower real quick he's like yeah i'll be right over his mom's like yeah come on stop by i'll be right over took a shower real quick got there less probably like 20 minutes so by the time that call ended and by the time he got there everyone's dead hmm. execution style okay what's the problem apparently everybody's been shot up here everybody's laying down with a pool of blood his mama's been shot the mechanic's been shot and the owner Wow, that was kind of calm. Really calm. Yeah. Apparently, apparently everyone's been shot. Okay. Well, obviously, we have a rapist <laughs> in the park. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, he, it's not, he's not crazy distressed. Yeah, exactly. So, what's the detectives think? That he did he's it. At he also that nine one one call was made from the shop phone, even though Noel had a cell phone on him, right? Did he so why didn't him? he just kid his phone? If he sees a dead body, you would just call your just call on her phone. You would grab your phone. Well, Not yeah, only that, but if if you see dead bodies in a motorcycle shop, holy shit, the killer may still be here. I would believe right. the nine one one call. Operator. Operator actually told him to get the fuck out of there because the killer's probably still in there. Right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're thinking, like, logically, if you were the person that walks upon a scene like that, you call 911 at the first sight of the body mm-hmm. versus yeah. waiting to go go in and, like, explore what else is there. Count and the then make a call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely... Well, maybe he was so shocked that he was, like, he was looking to make sure no one else had already called it in or something. 
What is this person's like IQ? What is his career? <laughs> See, this is great because you guys are so quick to judge, right? And that's not a bad thing. I'm not judging. But we don't have all I'm facts saying, yet. Right. You're putting this guy, you might as well be sticking that. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm Next I'm going to ask, yeah. were there any wives or ex-wives that maybe. Well, that, that's what the police ask, and they should. They always look at the family. Scott Ponder, obviously, he's very well-to-do. Mm-hmm. His widower says he was a sweet southern gentleman type. Mm-hmm. His widower? And he was his widow. His widow. His, his, widow. Widower. his widower. A male. Or his widow. Widow. A male is a widower. A male is a widower. His widowed or widowed or no. widow. <laughs> Fucking shit. Man. Wait, but isn't that his... funny when you think about it? Because a widow and a widower. So widower, when you think about it, is to make someone else a widow. So like. Shouldn't the dead person always be the widower? No. That's what I think. The dead I, person I should saying. always be the widow. A no, widower is to make someone a widow. Yeah, so whoever died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. I, I think that it's stupid that yeah. it should be whoever died is the widower and whoever's left is the widow. Right. It doesn't make sense. So a man is a widower, though? Yes, yes. a man is a widower. So she is a widow. Doesn't yeah. make sense. We should change it. So who, <laughs> all right, who the hell, would, the cops are like, what the shit? Who would come in, kill four people, a successful businessman... With a wife, a very attractive wife, and recently found out she's pregnant. Oh. Wait. His mother, <laughs> Beverly Guy, an older lady going through chemo, oh. cancer stricken. Oh, man. Oh, His a, best friend that, that dropped everything and believed so much in Scott Ponder, he would open this shop with them from nothing, Brian. All right, these guys are all under 30, right? Under 30? Under 30, yeah. Wow. Hmm. And Chris, the mechanic, also is like 24 years old. Who would kill these guys? And it was like, it wasn't like someone just went in there and popped shots. These were execution style shots, and it happened in less than 30 minutes. According to Noel, you know, if you don't think he did it, I don't know. So. Was they're anything- all done in 30 minutes, and they're all execution-style shots, which means that they all, like, how could the others have not seen, like, or taken action, which leads you kind of to believe there could have been more than one killer. Well, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm going to tell you there was only one killer, and I'm going, all right, so I, I don't know how this turned out into a game of Clue, but anyway, so... Melissa Brackman, Scott Ponder's wife, if you can tell she didn't keep the last name, um, mm-hmm. she was pregnant at the time. The police were so desperate because, all right, number one, this is a little town in Spartanburg, Chesney in Spartanburg. It's a small town. There's like n- no murders that ever happened here, much less a triple or a quadruple, quadruple homicide. Okay? What the shit, right? <laughs> and this was a cold case. That went on for years. They could not figure out who did it. Like, there were no fingerprints, nothing. There was no fingerprints, nothing. Was anything stolen? The That's a good, that's a very, oh man, our special guest is on point. <laughs> there was no money stolen, nothing stolen, no bikes. Mm. There was actually a, a, um, like an envelope of money there. That, you know, like one of those zip things to take mm-hmm. to the bank. Because uh-huh. his mom was going to take it to the bank. Right. She's a bookkeeper. And so, obviously, whoever 
you it know, wasn't for did it. Money. Yeah, it wasn't for money, or maybe they got spooked and just jetted. I mean, who knows? The police actually, um, they got a lot of backlash for, for this whole entire case. But they hired a graphic design team, and they tried to figure, they tried to draw the cars that the the customers that were there during the day said that they saw in the parking lot and stuff like that. You know, it didn't pan out too well. But they had nothing. And the bookkeeping, if you buy a motorcycle, they didn't even take your name. Which sucked because there was actual bike in the back getting prepped. So they were thinking whoever did this was trying to buy a bike. Because there was a bike in the back ready to get prepped. And if they would have just took the name... Like prep for purchase, you Prep mean? for purchase, yeah. Like after you buy it, you know, you buy a car, yeah. they go clean it up. Yeah, and all that. they're getting it ready for you. Exactly. Okay. So there was a back in the bike where the mechanic was actually laying over the bike, shot in the back of the head twice. Okay. Now I'm going to play you. All right. So the police interview is kind of frustrating because for some fucking reason, I don't know if it's a police tactic, but they didn't use a damn computer to type. So this detective... They they call it the they criminal. They didn't use a computer, and this is months ago. Yeah, this is like. Well, I thought. Two weeks didn't ago. you say the murder happened in two thousand three? Exactly, but they still had computers. This guy was writing his everything down, so it's a little frustrating. I'm the just murder itself you. happened in two thousand three, but something yeah. recently happened. Oh. Yeah, this the, the, things are happening now. Now, okay, which on. is why. So anyway, it's frustrating because the the uh, lead investigator actually wrote. Word for word, everything that's so this guy said. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing some of that. So okay. So you pulled out the Beretta, and what happened? Um, shot the mechanic twice. Downward angle. I shot. Wait, who is he interviewing? Who's talking? This is the guy that murdered him. The mechanic. Who murdered the mechanic? But you haven't told us who that is. He was down, crashed down on the, this side of the bike. Bike was here. I'm on this side. So I had to lean over the bike. And I believe it was two, two shots. Keep going, brother. It may have been two. It may have been three. But it definitely was two. I'm at, sorry. A da- at a downward angle. You shot them hand twice at a downward angle. Maybe twice? Twice, maybe third time. I don't remember the count. The guy that did this goes into the shop. After There's, this happened? No, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. He goes into the shop with the intent to kill everyone in the shop. And, no and matter this, how many people The reason there. you haven't... Think about this. This, The reason you guys haven't heard about this? Like, how would you not have heard about this? Because all the, all the presidential crap, right? I mean, because this was re-dug up, you know. But no one heard about it. So anyway, he goes into the shop. I mean, I also lived in Massachusetts in 2003, so like... You all right? Mm-hmm. Say something. So sorry. What's I'm just that? laughing about the presidential crap. Comment. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about this stuff. Oh, so, I do. <laughs> all right. So he goes into the shop. He goes into the back. So it's a big building. Think about 10,000 square feet. He goes into the back where the mechanic is, right? Mm-hmm. And the mechanics probably listen to his music. You know, he's in his own world. Like, eyes of a panther. She's got the eyes of a panther. She's got the eyes of a panther. She'll be a mighty. She's got the 
I got him two long, two long shots. Okay. I got each long. You got him in two long shots? Yes, sir. If he can get up from that, I'm impressed. If he, I'm impressed? If yeah. he can get up from that, if he can get up from that, them two long shots that I put through his lungs, I'm impressed. That's what he said. That's the psychopath saying that. Who the hell says that shit? So who did he kill first? The mechanic in the back. He kills the mechanic first. Did he use a silencer? Like, how did nobody hear the mechanic getting killed? They did hear... That's a very good question. He did not use a silencer, but he did tell the police in the interview that he did have one. He just chose for some reason not to use it. Hmm. They did actually hear the gunshots. And when he shot the mechanic at a downward angle, like he said, boom, boom, they heard it. And the mother was actually coming out of the bathroom, you know, and the other two were running to see what happened because, yeah, it sounds like a gunshot, but it could also be something else. Like one of those car hydraulics. It could be, yeah, it could be my friend, my mechanic friend, Chris Sherbert is in trouble because something backfired or whatever. So they're running to his aid pretty much. Hmm. They all run to the door, besides the mom. So the two of them run to the door, and the mom's pretty close. She's coming out of the bathroom. And then he tells the police, oh, my God, there's like three of them right there. Okay? So I just shot them all. They were like right up close to him. So the, the mechanic was the only person that was execution style, like from No, they, they all were execution style. He went back oh. within this time frame. Remember, Noel got there. Literally, it was 20, 20 minutes. minutes. That this guy went and did this. And the manager, son, the, the owner and the manager ran for the door. He took off. Okay, hold on. The owner and the manager. This sounds like me when I'm in class taking notes. He said, ran for the, ran like, for the door. <laughs> like the professor's range, talking and I'm like, oh my God, what did he just way. say? I'm like five words behind. And literally, like, I'm like looking back at my notes and it's like door, skips all over the place. I'm like, I can't study right from there. this. Okay, so then what happened? They ran to the door. They ran to the door. Um, in the process of that, I... This is the killer talk. Emptied, popped a few rounds. Pop one. I don't remember which one. Pop two rounds. In the process. Process. Pop, 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 pop. Why is he writing it all down? Because clearly it's recorded. I popped. He's. That's what I said. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. He's writing it down on a pad. But why? It's being recorded. It's. Clearly, it's, su- like, it's the southern way to do things. When you're down in the south, they do things a little slower. Get out of here, fly. Shoot, fly, pop. You about to piss me off, fly. I'm going to go to the doctor with my hand. One of them in the back. Is that where it stopped? I can give you less details if you like. No, you're doing great. <laughs> I got one, one of them. Show them the men. The back. And he crumpled indoor. He crumpled in the door. Okay? Did a tactical reload. Did you hear that? He did a tactical reload. Who the hell says that shit? Military person. 
Will you explain up to us what that means? Just like a fast reload. Yeah, very fast reload. Like, drop the mag, another mag in. What's a mag? A magazine? Isn't it short for that? I put, uh, I believe, Yay, two, maybe three rounds in him. I'm not sure the camera. Okay. Nicole, you asked earlier why there's no fingerprints, so I'm going to play you this. And the reason you have no prints on any of the showcases mm-hmm. is I wear two pairs of gloves when loading every firearm, even in practice. So this guy walks in wearing two gloves, kills four people, including a mom stricken with cancer. And please, it's the husband. It's the guy's father. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you about the Spartanburg police. Now I ain't talking bad about them. The Spartanburg police, they they interviewed Melissa Brackman, Scott Ponner's wife, multiple times. And in one time, she actually, when the baby was the new baby, she brought the baby in and changed the baby's diaper, which was you know during Weird. the. Pretty much the interrogation, not interrogation, but the interview or whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Exactly, right. So they yeah, took guess. the baby's diaper because she left it there and they decided to send the old poop to <gasps> DNA. I knew it! Forensics or not, whatever. It's not her the, baby. Not his baby. his baby. They approach her and says, and they said to Melissa Brackman, the new widow, her husband just died. We did a DNA test. On that old poopy diaper. We we oh. brought that old poop to the old poop laboratory. They actually had a laboratory for poop only. Mm-hmm. It's called the poopatory. They and they did the DNA test. Did you make on that it. up? Yes. You, <laughs> you never know in the South. It could be called the poopatory. So they took the diaper to the poopatory. <laughs> did the DNA sample. Guess what? Noel's the father. Noel's the father. No. Hit Scott Ponder's friend, Brian. Lucas. Oh. Uh, yeah, right? So the cops go back and say, hey, your DNA didn't I match. She, I knew he wasn't the father. Your, your husband that just got shot, and now you're all in the news, now we're going to label you suspect, a whore and all this stuff, because that ain't even your baby. It's her baby. It's- I mean, it's her. Yeah, well, it's her baby. <laughs> she birthed it. Yeah, she birthed it. Birthed it. Birthed it. Burped. Kate Middleton. Megan Markle. Ooh, Megan Markle. I used to be a big fan of Kate. Now she's like a little frumpy. She, Which is okay. She, has, she, she has just had a third child. Yeah. I wouldn't say she's frumpy. She's, a, she's like she's um. She literally okay. I, she literally saved Princess Charlotte from falling off a balcony. That was cute. She literally, but like mom yeah, instinct but, really I think kicked because in. She knows she's gonna be. Queen. Queen or whatever her role is going to be. Would she be queen or would she just be princess? She would be queen. Someone told me she'd be queen. She would be queen. There's nobody higher than the king, so if Charlotte were to be the next queen, her husband would be... Prince. Prince. Actually, whatever. her husband would... would. Um, That's why it's Prince Prince Philip. Because uh-huh, no one could be higher than the queen. Right. But if your husband is the king, you can, you you can, can be, be the queen. queen. And you become the queen mother if you have... If 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 if, if Harry already, or if William and Kate become you know queen king and queen and, and then, then William and, dies and then Charles uh, I mean, what's his but name? It, it's all no, his his kids will be for the oldest kid George if George George, <laughs> if George becomes king then um, Kate, Kate becomes will be the queen, queen mother, mother. Queen mother. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I'm all about Meghan Markle right now. I am too. My if you were walking with the um the president of Ireland, I don't know if he was the president, the president of Ireland's wife, she was like walking with her uh-uh. and like helping hold her up because she's like a little bit older. Oh, oh my friend oh, was, was in, well, one of my one of my Facebook friends was in Ireland and met Meghan Markle last oh. week. <laughs> all right, I'm back. I, I will say that once I engaged, I was engaged. Okay. Um, so it's like when it's almost like a video game. It's not a game. But it's almost you, you, you're focused on. Do you guys hear that? You've been there, sir. You know what I'm talking it's about. It's almost like a video game. Uh, the killer says it's almost like a video I game, heard that. and he played it just like a video game. He went in there and shot just like he would in Call of Duty Four. Now this guy didn't get caught for 15 years. That case goes cold. Did he? No. A quadruple murder goes cold. They finally. And this is going to piss you guys off, maybe, because you spent so much time with it. They finally marked Miss Noel, Mr. Noel, off the suspect list. Mm. How? Finally. Why? When? Tell us details. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. They just, they did their police thing. They wasn't so the, the killer. the baby daddy of the owner was another dead man. Yeah. So he, I'm trying to think who else would have benefited. Okay, so. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait about, about, about Noel. About Noel. Or back to the wife. But hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Back to Noel real quick. Yeah. How, what was his, like, how did he know the owner? They were like best friends. So did he have any stake in the business? Did no he... stake, but even if he did, why would he kill that? Well, I'm know, thinking, I'm trying to get to like, business. not motive, but what was, was, what was the reason? It was Scott, whatever his name's Ponder. father. It was his father. Oh, that's, that's no, your his father was nowhere in your picture. His father is okay. nowhere in your picture. Okay. Listen, so the, the next suspect, the wife, yep. Melissa Brackman. Her husband you, is also, her husband and baby daddy are dead. The poop. Okay, I'm surprised so that they could just test that. Like, they you know test what? remember without the permission. days when people used to use cloth diapers. I I was a cloth diaper to baby. Yeah, do you know? You know I feel it's cheaper than and it's better for diapers. the environment. Oh hell yeah! So why don't you just lock the baby outside gross. during the day so if he poops? <laughs> that's what I do with my cat. And this is why yeah. we're not having children. The cops said, "Listen, this isn't your baby. We know." Well, wait, no, it is baby. her baby. It's, it's not just not. It's not Scott's baby. His, her husband's baby. Yes. The cops said, "Listen, Melissa Brackman." Melissa Brightman, can you listen to me, please? Melissa Brightman. Um, so, yeah, Scott's not, like, the dad or whatever. That means you slept with Chris, his best friend. Why would you do that? Why would you sleep with the best friend? And she said, no, I did not sleep with his best friend. And you know what? The media was all over it. She said she's denying. Now, it. even though the DNA, she and this was in two thousand three. She's denying. Two thousand three. It's not like it's in the sixties when she, they didn't know what DNA was. Melissa Brackman lost her husband. She was helping the cops every day, trying to find a killer. Well, she's because both her husband and her baby daddy are dead. She's trying to find the killer. So, she's down at the police station every day helping them. And then the police are like, we know that's not your baby. You better confess up. Did you have him killed? Did you have both of them killed? What's the deal? What happened here? I did not cheat on that's my husband. That's Scott's baby. That's Scott's that's baby. Scott's baby. I did not cheat on my husband. The media plastered her all over, right? She lawyers up, and she says, I'm not talking to you cops anymore. And now she's, oh, so you're not talking. You must have something to hide. That's... If a cop ever arrests you, anyone here at the table, you take my word for it. If you ever get arrested for anything, do not say anything. Do not say a word. I tell them every day, don't say a word. Lawyer up immediately. Even if you're innocent? Yes. Interesting. 
Because, and you'll see. They can't, they can't condemn you for something you haven't said. Listen, it is guilty until proven innocent in this society. I don't care what anyone says. That is how it is. She is grieving over a dead husband. She has a baby, and and the media is blasting her because the cops had this DNA test. Guess what? What? Oh, um, Miss uh, Melissa, I'm sorry. I don't know. At the poopatory, something happened. We got Scott and Brian's DNA mixed up. It is Scott's baby. Oh, shit. Fuck you, detectives. Well, shit. Trying to fucking pin that on an innocent widow that just lost her husband and she's already been like she's grieving ruined through the media she's been trying to help you out all right i'm not gonna lie though i did initially no. think that when you said that she was pregnant because someone that else the is father. the psycho that's why people Same. think that everyone thinks that and it's okay but We're this woman to the bottom of it this woman is a very strong woman if she ever listens podcast you have the ultimate respect from us they may have tried to do it on purpose but they were trying to catch a suspect you i hope you live a great life and How i'm sorry for now? your loss 15 yeah that is scott the dead widow her husband that was killed that is actually the dna she was truthful she's never had an affair she is a great woman did they find this out in 2003 they or mixed up recently? the dna yeah, uh, 2003. Good question. They mixed good question. up the DNA after they slandered her, and she lawyered up because she's been trying to help the police the whole time find the killer of her dead husband, and they did this to her. She lawyered up, of course. Why wouldn't she? And she didn't talk to the police anymore. So good for you. Strong, strong woman. Keep in there. I hope you have a great life and your son. Any questions? Alright, so, so one, one theory down. Noel or No. Noel didn't kill her. Or Noel didn't kill the four. Jen, go ahead and name up the four. Brian, Mom, Scott, and Mechanic. Good. Sorbet. Sherbert. <laughs> Sorbet. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't she didn't kill the four. Very different. Noel thing. didn't kill the four. Uh, they were, I mean like kind so of So the case goes cold. But we have the killer. Who? Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the killer's name. <gasps> March 7th, 1971. Mr. Todd Colehep was born. Anyone hear him? Nope. Uh, yes, yes, I have. His name came up in recent times when uh, about the prison violence. Remember from the first episode when I said that they were putting a suit against like despicable prison, um, despicable prison, uh, despicable prison. <laughs> Despicable prison conditions. They did a. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, we did talk about that. Remember, we did talk about that in the first episode, and he was one of the ones that um, that was suing the state. That's a great remembrance. Holy shit! How do you remember that? I don't know. Like I can't remember what happened yesterday, but sometimes I do remember things that are relevant. No, that's not true. When I listen to the podcast, I'm like, how does John know that? I know you remember names sometimes. I'm like, wow, I had questions for you, huh? I told you I was like, wow, Jen's really smart. Thanks. Tissy, what was his name? Todd. Colehap. Cole oh. The third. How do you spell it? C O L. No, no, no. K O L H E P P. Colehap. Nope. Nicole. No idea. Colehap. K O L. Nope. C O L H E P. Nope. C H O L. Nope. K O H L. Oh, fuck. Uh, he was Mr. Todd Hokehap. 
Born in Cohep. 19... Cohep. Mr. Todd Cohep. Can I go through this guy's story? <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Because there's more murders. Murder. More. All right, so March 7th, 1971, Todd Colehead was born in Florida, but he was raised mostly in South Carolina. So South, South Kakalaki. South Kakalaki. Yeah, South Kakalaki. The Palmetto State. The Palmetto State, where. It's just the state. Like, yeah. Massachusetts is the Bay State. Pittsburgh is the Steel State, right? Steel City. Still city. Pennsylvania. South Carolina, where all your dreams come through mm-hmm. and on yeah, South Carolina. Hey, I can make fun of South Carolina because I was, I was raised in South Carolina. Are you raised here? Yeah. I was raised in South Carolina. I can make fun of these guys if I want to. His these, grandparents have these a These some rednecks I'm going to be talking about I here. I don't know. Do you remember when you told these, me you don't have an accent? These these rednecks here in Spartanburg is my types of people. All right, so but listen. Raised in Georgia and South Carolina, Todd Colehead was a troubled child. Let me give you an example. Please. Jen, if I was to give you a goldfish as a gift in a bowl, would you take care of it? No, I'd eat it. <laughs> Nicole, if I was to give you a goldfish in a bowl, would you take oh, care of like it? Oh, like an animal. Yes. Like an animal, I not would, the cracker? I would take care of it oh. like like Hubble and Would Stella. you... Wait, we're talking about the fish, yes, not a, a fit, an actual fish. Oh, yeah, I'd take care of that. What about you, Tissy? No, I'd feed it Would... to my cat, Phil. <laughs> Phil? That's your cat's name? Yeah. Okay. Cool. He's cool. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Would you at every, any point... Would you at any point pour... A bottle of Clorox into the goldfish bowl. No, of course not. Oh my God, no. Who would do that? Who did that? Todd Colehep? Todd Colehep. What a piece of trash. But he wanted... Well, he had a good excuse. No, he wanted a gerbil, and his fucking stupid-ass mom gave him a goldfish. How old was he? Five. Nine, ten. One time, that's fucked up. Okay, so he just wanted to watch it die. So his mom wait, said, "Why would you dog. do that to the goldfish?" Well, because I didn't want it anymore. I wanted a fucking gerbil. Why didn't she just give him a gerbil? I don't get it. So he wanted a gerbil. Okay, so in 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 seventh grade, my friend and I went to a pet store and they had goldfish, three for ninety nine cents. So we got three goldfish and we named them after the members of Green Day. I don't know any of their names. Yeah, I think Mike, one was Brad, Mike. Uh, Mike Durant, Billy Joel, uh, uh, J- Billy Joel, and Trey no. Cool, and Trey cool. we had an, uh, we Trey had an albino one, and we named him Trey Cool. That's a great story. I'm going to cut it. He was born in Florida in 1971. Troubled child. This guy would shoot ki- uh, shoot animals, cats, <gasps> deers, rabbits. He would shoot them with BB guns, killing me. He's a shitty person. So he was born in 1971. So 1980, he's about nine years old. Eight or nine. He was referred to the Behavioral Evaluation Center at the Georgia Mental Health. Remember, he was he grew up in Georgia and South Carolina. So growing up, this guy had a pretty shitty childhood. He was a bully, but his mom and his dad didn't want him. His dad left him when he was just two. Okay? So divorced his mom, and his dad moves to Arizona. She marries his stepdad. <gasps> I said Arizona. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said you're good. Okay, so... Wait, what state was this in? South Carolina. This South Carolina and Georgia, they kind of moved around. The the real dad goes to Arizona. Todd is feeling pretty worthless. His mom literally did not want him at all. Like, she is oh, literally no. the worst. So well, How can you not want your child? Okay, like, so... I don't understand. This is he was a very, very... 
Very troubled child. In 1983, his mother and his stepfather divorced. He had a lot of problems with his stepfather. They did not get along. In fact, in multiple occasions, he claimed he wanted to move to Arizona with his biological father, which hasn't seen him since he was two years old. Mm. So they divorce, and he gets his wish. He moves to Arizona with his biological father. But his biological father in Arizona was a womanizer and didn't pay any attention to Todd. At all. Womanizer. Womanizer. Oh, you're a womanizer, baby. I just went womanizer. Okay, so. Womanizer, womanizer, womanizer. Y'all done or? Yep. Okay, so. Biological dad was a womanizer, but he did. Show his son the love of guns and blowing shit up. He loved to blow shit up. And Todd picked up on that pretty quick. Okay, 1986. Like, how old do you bring your child to a gun range? Or, like, like, I I mean, okay, here I am. Me, Jen Collins. Jen Collins, everybody. Um... I just, I mean, like, I, I, I understand people who's, who stand for the Second Amendment and freedom to bear arms and, like, yeah, hoorah, guns or whatever. But, like, there, there's a limit. Like, you don't want to expose your children to guns right away. Like, you gotta, you gotta, like, put a cap on that at a young age. Like, you do not want your child to learn how to, to use a gun and blow stuff up. Because think about it. Even if you even if you are a fan of the Second Amendment, right? Like and you think freedom of bearing arms, like right to bear arms, do you want your five year old to know how to shoot a gun? No. Because your five year old doesn't understand be- the difference between right and wrong. And your five year old doesn't understand the difference between play and real life. Like you don't want that. Like you need to put a cap on like I j- I mean, I don't know. Welcome to the South, Jen. So, all right, this is 1986, right? He was 15 years old. His father was a notorious womanizer, and he left constantly, and he hated that. So his mother didn't want him. He steals his father's handgun. He goes to his his 14-year-old neighbor, the girl he has a crush on. He forces her. What year is this? This is in 1986. So, so he is 15. He's 15 years old. Okay, so, so he rapes like her at 15. He forces her back to her dad's um, house, or his dad's house. No matter what age you are. So he's 15. Right. He has sex with her, rapes her, right? And says, if you tell anyone, I'll fucking kill you. Wow. And then he walks her back home. Now, he claimed that he did this out of rebellion because his dad left. 1987. He says, why do I do things like this? He says, I feel like I... Up. I have. I feel like I always think negative thoughts. I hurt people. He's a bully. Okay. He's his parents don't want him. They throw him around. They don't want him. Okay. So 1987, he gets a psych exam. It says that. Oh, that's Todd Colehep rapes the girl at 15. He's a murderer. He spends 15 years in Arizona State Prison. Remember, he moved with his dad, biological dad in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Rapes a girl at gunpoint. Walks her back home. She immediately tells the police. He spends 15 years. He's tried as an adult in prison. Okay, is the Arizona correction facility for for that, right? I'm August, sorry, how old was he when he raped her again? 
He was 15. Okay. August 2001. He was released from prison after 15 years. Oh, why, though? He was a monster. So how old was he at that time? He is a fucking monster. What time was he before? What time was he? What age was he before? Get your bongos up, girl. Get your fucking shit together, Jen. So he was 30 at that point. Ish. All right, so he rapes her at 15. He spends 15, so he's about 30 years old. Got it. He's released from prison in 2001, okay, with a bachelor's degree from the Central Arizona College in computer science. Because I, you can get that while you're in While college. you're incarcerated, yes. Got it. That I mean, doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, they do that. They, they, they let that. inmates. You can get a degree yeah, yeah. in jail. Why? That, that's normal. But you're incarcerated. You're like so you're you right. But they, but, but so you can have something when you get out. Yeah. But, so yeah, but uh, you're okay. set up for success. It makes sense. I I guess I understand that, but at the same time, I don't like if you're incarcerated for a violent crime. This you, guy's a piece of should, shit, Jen. Yeah, he is a piece of shit, and this is what my comment oh, means. Fuck. No, I'm not getting off track. Ah! If you are incarcerated but, for a violent crime, we're gonna be focused until eleven thirty. I need to it, tell you guys something real quick. I'm yeah. sorry, Jen. I, I, I've been trying to tell you this for uh, literally an hour and a half. Let's rejoice. Remember I said let's rejoice? Noel. Jen no, or Nicole. Uh, say hello, Todd. Hello, Todd. Say hello, Todd. Hello, Todd. Hello. Oh, fuck you, Todd. You killed exactly. four people. Todd Kohap loves media attention. I don't He's care. in prison right now, guys. And he in reads every article written about him can and he listens to every audio can somebody say narcissist about him he will most likely listen to this fuck you todd Colhut. you like why did you kill those people everyone say fuck you todd Colhut. Fuck, fuck you todd Colhut. so he he gets out of prison all right it's 2002 january he gets his computer science degree right and he starts working as a graphic designer so he's out, he's doing good, right? And he starts working for the Seven Sons and Company in Spartanburg Seven for Sons. about a year. Seven like Sons and Company. He's a graphic designer. What what happens in 2003? He the bike murders, right? People. Four bike murders at the oh. Superbike. So the Superbike murders happened, and it's a cold case for years, 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 years. Literally 10 years. Yeah. Yep. So, but guys, listen to this. He likes to think of himself as a tactical, like, listen to the interviews. He's like, oh, yeah, I did a tactical reload and fucking all yeah, this shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He you hear like, that, right? He, he thought he was the shit. He right. thinks he's a did shit. Did he have any, he is just, did he have any, like, military background? He, at one point, he tells one of his victims that he is, oh, I was trained in the paramilitary. I've met plenty of guys like this. What's the paramilitary? That that are not in the military. Because I was in the military. I mean, a lot of guys like this. They they talk a lot of shit. They know a lot about guns. The AKA, they just have guns. They don't know about them. They're just fucking bullshitting. They're they're these guys that play Call of Duty and think they're fucking the shit. Okay, so 2003, it happens. Superbike murders. Goes cold. Okay, at this time, so like fifteen years, two thousand six, like not just ten, like fifteen. Two thousand six, he's you know graphic designer. He becomes a pilot. He gets his he gets his pilot license. He's what? flying fucking planes. Remember, that's a 
that's uh, one of the uh, murder, uh, the serial killer yes. hobbies, yep, 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 yep. or aviation is one of the things. Yep, aviation mechanic. Aviation mechanic is one of the serial killers. Like the mo- is like twelve jobs most serial killers common. most likely have. Two thousand five or two thousand six, that same year, he actually gets his real estate license. So he was a graphic designer, computer science. He gets his real estate license, and at that time, he has to. He has to admit to the real estate license exam examiners that he was a registered sex offender because he had to register as a sex offender, right, when he got out of prison. When he raped that girl. And they still approved him, right? Mm-hmm. He had to actually explain that to the Arizona Real Estate License Committee, and they approved him for some fucking weird reason. Like, you're going to rape people and you're going to show people houses? Like, that's fucking weird. Anyway, so he gets his real estate license in 2006 and he becomes a, a realtor and he becomes a very fucking good realtor a really good realtor in fact he starts his own company the tka real uh, real estate company and it's extremely successful he has like eight to ten employees he's he's working out of his um his house and more it's like moore county is so close to Spartanburg, right it's like around the outskirts Spartanburg. He starts a TKA real estate f- firm, and he's extremely successful. Guys, in the few years that he does this, he buys two BMWs. He has a very nice house. He's killing it. He's at one point selling a house a day. Hmm. He is making millions here. He's a natural salesman. He, he really is on his game. Okay. So the question is, how did he get caught? How did he get caught? May 2014, he finally, he you know, a real estate license. They got access to the MLS system and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He finds his great deal on this land, right? It's a 95-acre tract of land in Woodruff. It's like somewhere up in Spartanburg in the country. Ain't nothing in there. 95 acres nothing, right? There's trees and a trail, and ain't no one can hear you scream. Is way out in the woods. He buys that, right? And he puts a he puts a little garage with an apartment above it and a little storage container. It's way out in the woods. <laughs> Sorry. I was dying when you said that. Yeah. Also, that was about the point where my room started spinning. When did the superbike murders happen? 2003. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Now it's 2016 or 2015. Think about the distance between that, right? 12 years. So he hired this couple. Now he's a very, very successful real estate agent. He hires these two people Megan Coxie. This is every week. Megan Kotze. Can you use our bathroom? I'm right behind her throat. All right, so listen. Megan Kotze. I'm I'm going through this right now. Megan Megan Kotze, 25 years old. And Johnny Joe Kotze, 29 years old. They they don't have the best background. They're kind of meth heads. Uh, Right? They're kind of... Not trashy. they're kind of trashy. He hired him to do basic lawn work and shit on his real estate properties. Um, she was actually arrested at one point for child neglect. They had a kid. Uh-huh. Um, they they lived in Anderson. They were not really the upstanding people. Uh-huh. Um, she was twenty five. He was twenty nine. Johnny Joe Coxie. Yeah. Um, he hired them, and then he actually takes them to the property. Okay, 
that the one he bought with the Connex on it, the storage container and the mm-hmm. basement or the uh, garage with the apartment. And he kidnaps both of them. He actually holds he holds Megan in the Connex, chains her up, and kills her boyfriend. Shoots him execution style. Boom boom. she's like i gotta take he's like i gotta take care of your boyfriend johnny right he kills johnny and then he holds her captive sure in this connex for how long literally a storage container that for for a few days okay and she's she's keep in mind she's druggy so she's going through withdrawals fucking He's holding her there, and she's causing chaos in this storage container. He's she's like trying to light stuff on fire, all yada yada yada. I mean, she's being held captive, obviously, and her boyfriend just got killed on his property. This this is a realtor, one of the top realtors in Spartanburg, and in this ninety five acre property. So they go missing basically, and then family and friends are asking about them, and then. He immediately kills Johnny, Megan Cox's boyfriend, the methods, right? Are you with me, guys? Mm-hmm. Okay, the, she's in this connex. And then he is continuously raping her, Ooh. sexually assaulting her. Shit. And then he promises, he's like, listen, let, let's do this because we're so far in this. I killed your boyfriend. Ooh. Okay, he's in a shallow grave. And the cops actually found the guy, Johnny Coxey, in a shallow grave with no feet. But when you listen to the police interview, um, he didn't actually cut the feet off. There was like wild wolves and stuff that probably ate the feet. But he was in a shallow grave nonetheless. Okay, so she's in this connex chained up. And he's like, listen, let's just do this. You know, I've been raping you for days. Why don't I? And she's like, keep in mind, she's druggy. You know, she's in and out of prison. She had a child. She got arrested for child neglect. Let me do this. Let me give you $4,000. I'll drive you to Tennessee. They're in Spartanburg right now. I'll drive you to Tennessee. You go left, I go right. We never see each other again. And, be, and I know that you have warrants on your arrest. That way, I know that you ain't going to tell anyone. Okay, so. What year was this again? Um, this was, uh, fuck me. I'm sorry. Uh, 2013. Oh, okay. So, uh, 2000, uh, 2015. So, um. So we're getting closer to present time. She had a warrant looking for her ass. She had a warrant looking Uh, for her. I'll give you the work for $4,000. I'll drive you up to damn Tennessee. I'll drop your ass off somewhere. If you got any common sense on this planet, you'll go left and I'll go right. What'd she say? Oh, she got so excited, I got my dick sucked. Uh, she did? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't bad. Um, I got so excited, I got my dick sucked. So. Oh, she, I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah you didn't that. hear that? I heard that. You want me to play it again? I did not oh, hear that. Oh, she got so excited, I got my dick sucked. When the detectives asked Todd Colehep when they got him in custody, when they asked him... Well, you told this girl that you would give her four grand and drop her off in Tennessee. Well, what happened? And he was like, well, you know, the weather got kind of shitty. It was like snowing and 
there was like hell and nice and stuff. Hell. So, and she was bipolar. I mean, she was a druggie. So I just ended up killing her. Oh. That's basically what happened. So he continually raped her, and that's the thing, guys. Like he will most likely listen to this podcast. So I want everyone to know While that in he jail, I hope he ta- he tells the uh, investigators constantly that he is a killer with conscience. He doesn't like to rape people. In fact, when he was he had this girl in captive in the Connex, he would walk her without her chains on. Oh, what a nice guy. He would walk around the property without her chains on because he's a great guy. And he doesn't like to force himself on her. Here's his story. The couple he hired, Johnny and Megan Coxie, they came to work at his property and then they pulled it, or Johnny pulled a knife on them because he's a rich realtor. They're poor. They're drug addicts. He pulls a knife on them and tries to get money. So... He was defending himself. No one believes it. Not once. It's bullshit. He ab- abducted these this couple, kills Johnny, no matter what their past was, and he rapes Megan repeatedly, and then he kills her because he's a piece of shit. End of story. That was in 2015. All right, so he's still not caught. Keep in mind. Next, same situation. Kayla Brown and Charles Carver. Kayla was 30. Her boyfriend, Charles Carver, was also 30. Okay. They were also abducted. And this is how it goes. Like, they go out to his property because they're going to work for him. They go through the gate. Now, the gate's locked. It's his property. It's a 95-acre tract of land. Todd Kohep gets out of his car, locks the gate back, which is kind of suspicious. But, you know, there's wild animals out there. Coyotes, you know, whatever. And he doesn't want anyone to get on his property. So he locks it back, and then they follow Todd to the shed. And then he's telling them what to do. I need this done. Here's some hedge trimmers. Yada, yada, yada. All right, so he locks her, Kayla into the storage unit and he goes and he's like with a calm head he's a psychopath i don't know if you guys noticed he's a psychopath clearly which means he doesn't really register emotions like other people he's like i gotta go take care of your boyfriend basically he goes and shoots charles kills him dead Hmm. and then he throws her on the floor puts chains around her her legs her hands behind her back and her neck she has a dog collar on her and her neck is actually chained to the connect so she's in this storage unit right Uh and she's chained there and just like with a clear head he's like okay i'm doing this now i'm chaining you up kind of thing like he didn't even show any emotion with it she thinks she's gonna die literally um like her life is over basically Sexually, and then he'd put me back in the building. 
Okay, so Kayla so Brown. Would rape her every he would rape her. Yes, he would rape her. And he tells investigators that he he wouldn't force himself on her, but he's a rapist in the story. He raped her every day and then he walked her like a fucking dog and put her back in her connex. That's not okay. No, it's not okay. He's a piece of shit. That's why he's going to get what deserves to him. Okay, so here's how he gets caught. Uh, Kayla Brown and her boyfriend go missing. Mm-hmm. Their friends are frantic because they're not the people that go missing, right? The other couple, Charlie, or excuse me, Johnny mm-hmm. and Megan, maybe, because they're kind of druggies. But Kayla Brown and her boyfriend, they ain't the people to go missing. They don't just run away and yada, yada, yada. Mm. So... Th- her, their friends are frantic. So the investigators, and not only that, but someone was posting on the Facebook of her, Kayla and Charlie, saying, we're okay, yada, yada, yada. You know, really eerie messages like, oh, we, we got married, we bought a house. Like, Todd Colehead was, was posting as them. And the Daily Beast actually covered that, and it was a huge media story because they outed, the Daily Beast outed that, hey, someone, this couple goes missing in Spartanburg, and someone that is not the couple is posting on their Facebook, please do something about this. That's how you gotta be careful of catfishing. Yeah. So, the police, Spartanburg police... Finally, they get the shit together. They subpoena the records, mm-hmm. or they start pinging the cell phones, and they pick up a trace from the property. And then two weeks later, this is why they get backlash. They subpoena Todd Colehep's phone records. Two weeks later, this lady, uh, Kayla Brown, is in the Connex for 65 days. Oof. They wait two weeks to get her freaking phone rec- to get his phone records to get a warrant, and then they finally go knocking on the door, and she's there. That's how he gets arrested because they ping the phones and they find them there. But how do they know that he was involved in two thousand three murder? Because he yeah. confesses to everything. Why? Why would he do yeah. that? Did he ever tell you how many people he's killed out there? Story-wise, he told me about four. He also told me that he walked into, a few years back, that he walked into a bike shop at Anderson and shot four people and left, and they never found out who did it. He liked to brag that he was a serial killer and a mass murderer. He said he was going to kill more people because he had dreams of his body count being in three digits. He said right now it was still a high two digits. He said if I was a good girl, he'd teach me how to kill and I Said, he, was a serial he said, killer. I'll teach you how to kill. This is Kayla after she got arrested, or excuse me, she got saved. saved from the Connex. Todd told me he walked into this bike shop, killed four people, and they never found the murderer. But he had no, like, 
reason to do that, though. That's, like, the craziest thing. Like, okay, what so I didn't benefit? get that because we didn't have time, but yes, he did. And I'll maybe cut this in. What was his benefit to killing those people? Todd was an idiot. He didn't... He talks a lot about guns, like he knows about guns. He also talks a lot about motorcycles. He had this thing where he wanted to be to ride a motorcycle, but you can't just ride a motorcycle. You got to learn how to do it. So he would go to this shop, Superbike Motorsports, and he would sit on the motorcycles and kind of like yada yada yada. Oh, I want this yada yada yada. You know, it's like if you go into a guitar shop and then you play guitars and they're like, yeah, you should buy that. And but they they know that you you're a novice. You don't know how to play. You know, they're just kind of like whatever. Get the okay. fuck out. Buy something. He was kind of like that. They treated him kind of like shit. From, he says, you know, they treated him like crap. He ends up buying a motorcycle. Okay, this is, this is right after he gets out of prison. He gets, remember, he gets his degree. And he's going, he goes, he's actually in college again to get his master's degree. Um, And he's like taking night classes and he's learning how to ride a motorcycle. But he doesn't know how. He's a novice. He's an idiot. You know, so they're like making fun of him. He goes in the shop like every other day, that one superbike shop, and they treat him kind of like shit, right? They're like, whatever. Anyway, he actually buys a motorcycle. His his granddad gives him a down payment, or his dad gives him a down payment on the motorcycle. He buys it, and not only a few weeks, literally a few weeks later, a few weeks later, the bike stolen from his apartment. But the guys at Superbike Motorsports dropped the bike off. So he's like, well, they must have stolen it. Because they know where it's at, right? So when he goes back in there, he goes back in there frequently. Because he goes back in there, he didn't know how to ride the damn bike. And then it gets stolen. But before he gets stolen, he tries to trade it back in for like a smaller model. Because he doesn't know how to ride it. He's a novice, you know. And it takes a... You got to learn how to ride a motorcycle. It's not easy. So so my question is, why did he target the shop of mm-hmm. Scott? Yeah, so they treated him basically like shit. He went in there... Was he learning at Scott's shop? Anything? No. He would go in there and sit... He was like one of those guys who was like, oh, this guy again. Kind of like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he went in there... He tried to trade his bike in. They wouldn't trade it in, right? So In then, Scott's shop. Yeah, exactly. Then his bike gets stolen. So he automatically thinks that the bike shop stole it because they dropped it off at his apartment. They know where it's at. They could just easily come pick it up. Does that make sense? So after it does get stolen, he goes back and is like, what the hell? Like, And then they actually make fun of him. Brian... You know, Scott's partner is kind of a joker from what his parents say. So they said, yeah, your bike's probably on the way to Florida right now. Are you, you go ahead and buy a new one, and then we'll be sure to pick that one up, too. But it was joking. They may have stole it. Who knows? I mean, who really knows? The bottom line is he was disgruntled at them, and he killed them after he was taking class. Remember, he was in school. He actually got out of his class that day. It was like a Thursday. So basically, he was disgruntled. So he walks in there 
and kills everyone. He knew what he was doing. He planned the whole thing. Okay. Um. Anyway, now he. This was fifteen years later. Like that case was cold. So now, you know, he's raping and killing all these other people in his mm. connects. Yeah. So they ping the cell phones. Mm-hmm. And they find them in there. And then you heard from Kayla. She got rescued from Nikonax. Yeah. And this is what she's... So she and actually this goes... this is in 2000... Huh? This 13? is in 2016. 16. Okay. But Kayla yeah. was rescued. Exactly. The reason... So Kayla was the only one that survived. Now, keep in mind, Kayla actually says, Holly... Oh, it's some girl named Holly he's planning to kill... He actually had a girlfriend, Holly. Hmm. He was planning to kill her, too. Because remember what Kayla oh. said? He was trying to get into double digits. And he's oh. only he's only killed seven people. That sucks. You, know, you gotta get into double digits. He was planning to kill his girlfriend the same way. Alright, so Kayla was rescued from the contact. She goes on Dr. Phil. She goes on Dr. Phil? Yeah. Todd put me on the ground and handcuffed me and cuffed my ankles and put a ball gag in my mouth. And then he told me he had to go take care of Charlie. And he left me there. And when you say he cuffed you, did he have handcuffs? He had handcuffs and he had ankle cuffs. So he had them there. This wasn't an impulse thing. No, he was prepared. Did he cuff you behind your back? Yes, sir. At that point, was he rough with you? No, sir. He, he still was Completely methodical. Really calm and level-headed. So he throws her on the ground, this Kayla, and he's level-headed. He's like, okay, now I'm cuffing you. He's a psychopath. He doesn't really register emotions like normal people. Mm. Um, then he tells her that she's going to experience Stockholm Syndrome, and that the only reason she's alive and that he's going to keep her alive is because she's useful. Basically, you're going to do sexual things to me or I'm going to kill you. I mean, he let me know that I was his property and that I'd never go anywhere and that he chose me and told me how beautiful and smart I was and stuff like that. Do you think in his mind that he thought by telling you those things and controlling you that there would actually be a future for the two of he, you? He told me that. He told me that. He, he he explained Stockholm Syndrome to me and told me that it would kick in and then we'd be happy together. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So, this is the second big memory. He killed those two. Yeah. Killed those two. Told her one she would, he would take her to Tennessee, give her four grand, start a new life. You know, go work as a waitress somewhere. She was so excited that she sucked his dick. That's what he said. Then he ends up killing her. Now this girl, Kayla, she's a trooper. She's a very fucking strong lady. And even Scott Ponder's wife, his widow, says in a recent article that she's a very strong lady and she probably wouldn't have survived that. She was in that context for 65 days. And she survived it doing every day... She would get walked like a dog to the apartment, get raped, mm. and then get put back in the connex where she froze at night because it was cold. 
Okay. So, and this is a really successful real estate agent. Then she says, hey, this guy also admitted to killing these superbike guys. Then that's where he hmm. admits all this stuff. Hmm. Okay, so he pleads guilty. He gets seven consecutive life terms. In the court, and this was days ago, the, the hearing for the, because Kayla, the one that survived, sues his company, because they had money in the company, right? So she tries to get all the money. She sues for $365 million, which I hope she gets. She ain't going to get all of it, but, I, you know, good for her. Some, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he pleads guilty. She was staring him down like a fucking dog in the courtroom. And it's funny mm-hmm. to see. She's the whole time staring at him. He wouldn't look at her. He's a pussy. Right? He is a fucking big pussy. And then... The judge is like, do you want to cross-examine Kayla, the, you know, the witness, the one that, you know, this happened to? And he's like, no, sir. No, sir. Mm. And she's like, yeah, you fucking little bitch. You bitch. Basically, yeah, she's she's a strong lady. And I really hope, hmm. I hope she has a great life. $363 million. Yeah. She deserves it. All I want to say to, in this podcast, for myself at least, is Kayla... Good luck if you ever listen to this. Like you deserve everything. This guy's a piece of shit, and wow. you are freaking so brave. And this guy is such a pussy. He couldn't even look you in the face. End of story. And if you're listening to this, Todd, I know you will. <laughs> Literally, he will because he listens in, to everything about him. In prison. I hope you you're get that old little booty hole <laughs> spread open. <laughs> Spread open wide. You're a bitch. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Talk Murder to Me podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Talk Murder to Me, and we will soon have an Instagram page, which I'm going to help with tomorrow. <laughs> so hopefully it will be out soon. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Where are you going, Jen? I'm gonna throw up. Okay. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. spinning. Jen, go out there and throw up. I'm spinning. She can go up in her own bathroom. I just can't. Agree I just with want that. to say, sometimes I realize how drunk you guys get during this podcast as a fan, and sometimes I don't. And tonight. You do? Shut anyway. up, John. John. Nicole's telling a story. So, I listen to this podcast and I love it. Would you like a pickle right now? Yes. No, what? I'm getting it. It's shot. not a roll. Really it's it's not you're a literally going to eat pickles. No pickle breaks. Oh, okay. No, I'll tell you what I want. Like, I really, really want. So tell me what you want. What you really, really want. I want to. I want to. I want to. Tell me how that was relevant that you brought up Spice World. Because you said girl power. Fuck. How about this song? Doe, a deer, a female You're deer, rye, ray, <laughs> a drop of golden sun, <laughs> me. me, a name I call myself, I'm on my way to run, run. So, so a needle, so a thread, la, does the follow so, tea, I drink with jam and bread, and that'll bring us back to doe, 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 doe. She's a widow now. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was the winner of the night. I'm out, Jen. I'm sorry. Nicole doesn't burn. I was another girl's job. I 
I swear to God. I'm so sorry. Are you kicking me out?